Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Scholars and Dollars podcast with H&M. Yes, yes, yes. We are back in action. Um, one of us is headed back to school. Right. Immediately. Well, I'm headed back to school. Yeah, you well. are. Just kids yeah. there? No kids. No kids. Uh, yeah. Well, we love the kids <laughs> to be there, but that's getting ready for the kids is probably the most difficult right. part. It's right. like a, a, a thing, but mm-hmm. we're getting ready for them and... Uh, we want to help, help you get ready as we you know go through this month, and we'll talk a little bit about that, what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Millbauer, how's it going? Oh, just finished uh, my 32nd boot camp. Jeez. Um, have one more, one more, one more. Uh, Jordan just finished her last um, camp, her fifth camp um, as well. If you listen to the last podcast uh, episode, we were talking about the different camps, and uh, she just concluded with USC Summer Seniors. Um, great opportunity. They spent yeah. four or five days um, on the campus and pretty much saw every nook and cranny um, of the school. And I think I, I kind of like that, that they can actually, you know, visualize themselves being there or right. being a part of the campus. Um or being a you know a um, diverse student on the campus, so it was a good experience according to her. So. How many uh, students would you guess were there? Uh, probably about a one twenty five, one fifty. Good number. Yeah, yeah. and so, so that these was were just top um, African American students from across the state. And that was the application process. Yes, so. yeah. yes, yes. So um, always, annual event. Yeah, I think that's something that USC has done well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Been consistent with summer yeah. seniors, and I, I would say. Most students that I know that went to summer seniors, USC either was their choice or at least ended up in the top three. Right, right. Um, And in a lot of schools across the country, uh, I just had that conversation with a few parents. You know, how can I find out about all these great, um, you know, opportunities? And, I, you know, I'm always saying pick up the phone, Google, reach out to your school counselor. Right. you know, a lot of this information is shared, you know, through your high schools. That's right. Um, and we, we posted yep. summer seniors yes. at our school. I yep. don't know. I don't think we had anybody to go. Right. And I think it's just a matter of parents getting involved as well mm-hmm. in the search and yes. understanding how important it is. Right. Um, I do think this summer was interesting. You kind of helped Jordan understand. She mm-hmm. already understood the value of it. And mm-hmm. so it's really important for parents to understand the value of these experiences. Yes. And there are a lot of free opportunities um there are some that you know people were paying you know 500 1000 5000 for but there are a lot of free opportunities right. um that are also available so you know just start compiling a list early yep um look at some of the feedback um even on our um social media page um a lot of people shared some feedback about different um opportunities for the summer there was also a link that i shared about different opportunities across the country right um, as well so uh, and all of those were in um the episode description the ones that you mentioned yes. last week yes um so check that out go back mm-hmm. listen to that episode um destination full ride because i do think that that was a key there were a lot of key points and just listening to mm-hmm. jordan give her actual opinion mm-hmm. uh, about some of them and then think about what you'd like to do because a lot of those, those opportunities I think he would miss. And I think a lot of them are going to come back now. Well, mm-hmm. after COVID. Yes. Yeah. But as you know, as we get a little more of a handle on COVID, I do think that some of those opportunities that went away for a couple of years are probably going to try to resurface mm-hmm. next year. I agree. So, you know, get ahead of that for your middle school students too. Mm-hmm. When I was in middle school, I spent <laughs> probably two weeks on a college campus Oh, wow. In seventh and eighth grade. Wow. Okay. So I went to Wofford for summer camp. My parents are very big on dropping us off mm-hmm. <laughs> and finding things and activities. So right. I don't think they realize how valuable those experiences were. But because of that, I met other kids from around mm-hmm. the state and around the southeast. And I kept in contact with quite a few of them yeah. just yeah. in general. So uh, keep that in mind. And you mentioned something very key, Millbauer. What was that? Your school counselor. Your school counseling office yes. has information. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think one of the things that I struggle with is when we, and I see parents out in store, they're like, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I, I mm-hmm. saw so-and-so mm-hmm. had this. And, right. you know, my child didn't even know about right. it. It's like, right. well, well how, how come? Right. Because <laughs> they go to the same school. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so I say this, and we say this anytime we have a presentation, if it's at your school, 
and or your school's, you know, you feel like it's not offering enough information or whatever, you can Google other schools. You can mm-hmm. look on other schools' websites and find that information because, you know, I think as school counselors in general, we want the information to be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of these things you can find out from your school counselor. So some advice going into the school year would mm-hmm. be to meet your school counselor. Yes. Um, and I think I shared that um a couple of weeks ago, but you know, in our boot camps, I always challenge the kids, you know, three things, especially for the, the rising ninth graders, introduce yourself to your school counselor. Yes. Um, I think that's important um, starting off in ninth grade, even for new students, you know, we enroll them, but then, you know, we enroll a lot of kids, you know, at the beginning of the school year. So they come and go, but then go back and reintroduce yourself um, to your school counselor um, and start that, you know, that dialogue and um, let them know, you know, if you can, if you get the opportunity to, you know, I'm interested in college, I'm interested in summer opportunities. um, I think that makes a difference. Absolutely. And the ones who come back, (laughs) And visit us, you know, yes. the ones that we remember, the, mm-hmm. you know, you get an opportunity, the better your school counselor knows you, the more likely you are to get, you know, um, recommended for some of the opportunities just because they know that you're interested in mm-hmm. something. So, you know, that just that small interaction, mm-hmm. you don't have to live there in yeah. the school counseling office. Although, you know, some days it's nice mm-hmm. to be able to talk to somebody, but just sharing a little bit of information. So anytime they have something that you can fill out, mm-hmm. um, anytime you can send emails, to your school counselor you know I had some emails come through <laughs> and I know that students want their schedules changed and those but they <laughs> can write some things that are like I'm not your friend right you know I got one that was like oh my mama mm-hmm. I don't want this class <laughs> I was like what but you know even when when sending emails out I tell people you know you it's, it's sometimes how you start off you right. know as well you know you know, how's your day, Miss Miss M? You know, yeah. I miss you. You know, something like that. I'm like, oh, okay, they miss me. Let me keep going. Let me keep reading. Um, especially if I'm out for the summer, uh, right? You know, I'll get a lot of those uh, those emails like that. I don't think they realize that we're off. <laughs> sometimes no, they don't the think we're off. I think they assume we work year round, but we most of us do not. Well, I want you know everyone to think about just how you would like to be treated. Yes. And so if you put all your information in the subject line, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to read, but I don't want you to, even though I may answer and respond because yes. I understand when you're emailing, you're, you're creating habits mm-hmm. and these habits just don't go away. So mm-hmm. we want to prepare you for proper email technique, right into college admissions officers, mm-hmm. writing to scholarships. scholarships. Yeah. You want to make sure that you're using capital letters and you're using complete sentences and, you know, you are asking questions. Right. Yeah. You know, I had a person who did a scholarship letter and she had to email the committee and she started with the lady's first name. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, yeah, I think the lady's name was like Melissa something. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you know, Melissa, I yeah. received the information. I was just like, uh, yeah. And the, and the lady used it as a learning opportunity mm-hmm. to talk to her about professionalism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think she got the scholarship, though. Right. right. So I don't want it to be, you know. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, parents don't realize it, it's a teachable moment when we bring it to their attention. Because I know if they're going to do it and they're comfortable doing it with right. me or with you, then when they do go out, like right. you said, a scholarship or a college. I mean, even for a college, that might be... Absolutely. Why you're denied. And we got people doing applications. So as we prepare for back to school, um, we just wanted to prepare, you know, like thinking about August, thinking about kicking off the school year and what is important. Mm -hmm. Um, Applications are open. August 1st. Most um, some have already opened. I've been received. You know, you can go ahead and start early, you know, with Jordan. But um, the majority of them, August 1st. So we're we're here. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, when you're listening to this, um, they're open to get started and parents go ahead and look over it or have a friend or, you know, right now students, I know you're running to apply Mm -hmm. or have at this point, you have not already applied to Clemson or Carolina as that deadline pops open and people just ready to go with that. But, um, you know, start those letters, start your name Mm -hmm. with a capital letter, start your address with the capital letter, you know, use, use proper punctuation in your address Mm -hmm. because that address, they just, you know, it ends up on a label Mm -hmm. and you'll continue to see how you, how you did your address over and over again if you don't fix it now. Right. Um, So keep that in mind, make sure that you're able to 
um, get in there and look over it first. Common app, yes. um, Common Black Thanks. College app you can use right now. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Common Black College app, I will say as a reminder to, to make sure you choose the four schools. I know they said, you know, it always says like you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to, but if you want your um, application to be right. picked up by the school that you want, then you want to make sure that you choose four. So yes. if you're not sure, uh, the one you want is on there. You pick one and then just pick four. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you just have an opportunity. I mean, they pull um, some schools, roll them out of there, but then other schools, like, mm-hmm. you know, they need to be prompted. And so you want to make sure you choose. So if you're interested in South Carolina State, you know, in Claflin, or if you're looking mm-hmm. at looking at the ones that are in state. So South Carolina State's on there, Claflin's on there, Benedict is on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say Allen University is also on there. So there's four in South Carolina, mm-hmm. um, but three of those four are private. So if you're thinking about, you know, other opportunities and you want to go ahead and just apply for that $20, $25, whatever it is this year, go ahead and do that. Yes, I agree. And and they talked about that too, at, uh, summer seniors about, um, you can, and it doesn't matter, you know, there are, I think over 1800 schools on common app. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, parents across the country, if you're listening to this, um, that's a, if you're not familiar with common app, um, that is where you can pretty much do one application. Um, there may be some supplemental right. information that individual schools will require, but, um, you know, it will populate name, address, phone number, all of that stuff, test scores to uh, multiple schools that you select um, on your list. And, um, you know, USC said you could either do Common App or you can do their regular um, admissions right. um, application. I you know, like they said, don't do both. You yeah, know, that's not, not going to make it. That's not going to make a difference. You know, don't get, you know, overzealous. And, <laughs> right. You know, think that if they see two applications that they're going to, you know, select you as a student. So they did stress that um, as well. So, again, you know, parents, especially if you're, your kids are class of 2023, start, you know, getting this plan in place now. Right. Um, you have a lot that you're going to be dealing with. You're going to academics. Yep. College admissions, scholarships, you know, FAFSA, you know, opens up. So you have to have a planning place. You get you a calendar. You may have to go old school. Yes, um, get a calendar. Yeah. Write it in there. Yes. Colored, coded, put on Perfect. the refrigerator. Um, I think that's really important. You mm-hmm. talked about the applications. And so I think parents also get ahead of themselves. Mm-hmm. So college application month is in the state of South Carolina, mm-hmm. October-ish. Mm-hmm. So once your school has college application day, Within that month of October, applications are free at a lot of the different schools. Mm-hmm. So $40 here, $40 there, $40 here for applications that are going to be free in a month or a month and a half is not always the best plan. So if you know you want to go to College Charleston, Winter, Coastal, that's your window and you're applying to all those and you're not going to qualify for a college fee waiver outside of the month, mm-hmm. then you know applying to them August 1st is not going to stop you from getting it admitted. Right. Um, so I just want you to use your money wisely. Carolina and Clemson aren't a part of that. A lot of the other schools aren't a part of the free application month. So take advantage of that. Um, but on Common App, your school counselor, if you get to know your school counselor, <laughs> can determine whether or not your application is going to be um, a cost anyway. Right. Because right. you get a chance. We get a chance to actually talk a little bit about the student. Yes. Yes. And so if your school counselor knows you, mm-hmm. then they're more likely to waive that fee. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Correct. Hint, hint, wink, wink, school <laughs> counselors. Um, they're more likely to waive that $75, $80. Um, sometimes it, you don't have an option mm-hmm. and you're attaching information and those things, but sometimes they just ask the school counselor. So if you request that fee waiver, then your school counselor does have an opportunity to, um, you know, mark where you have, whether you have free or reduced lunch or any other extenuating circumstances. And also, <clears throat> when we talked about fee waivers, uh, you know, if your child qualified for ACT or SAT, Right. fee waiver, then again, you know, check with your school with their rules and regs, but um, they're supposed to qualify for admissions fee waivers right? Um, as well. If you took, I think, PSAT and you have a College Board account and you see your fee waivers for your test, your um, fee waivers for admissions is also built into um, your account. That's something else that we share with the kids um, in the boot camps, um, our virtual and our in-person um, camps as well. Yes, and so Melba was talking about when you go into the College Board account. So mm-hmm. a lot of times students want to come to the school counselors or mm-hmm. to someone and, you know, it's like, I can't log into my account. 
but try to get that information written down. So if those students who have like parents who have ninth and 10th graders or ninth and 10th graders, if you're listening, Mm -hmm. go ahead and create a Gmail account Mm -hmm. or something of your own. Yes. That that is a sustainable account. So if that's your first name, dot your last name one or 22 (laughs) or whatever you want to do, um, something you can remember because I see so many students, um, they've associated it with an iCloud account Mm -hmm. And, you know, their phone Phone's situation can change. Right. So if your phone's <laughs> cut off and you can't get that iCloud, you don't remember the password mm-hmm. or what have you, now you're stuck. Or if you use your school account and you if for some reason you get locked like out. stressing them, don't use your school account. Um, especially if you're applying for scholarships in your senior year. That's something else we shared in the boot camp because... One thing I know for sure, when you graduate, nine times out of ten, they're going to boot you out of the system. You got to go. <laughs> I don't know where you're going. So if you're still applying and let's say they, you know, they still need to get in contact with you in June or July. Right. They can't because they don't have your email address um, anymore. So those, that's one of the tips that we did share. Go ahead and make, you know, either a family account or just one general account that you're going to use for college admissions, scholarships, summer opportunities, just one one account and yes start that in yeah you can do, yeah as soon as you get to yes. ninth grade go ahead and ninth do that grade. and i know at schools they kind of come you know when you're doing that psat or act mm-hmm. pre-work um stuff at the beginning they just say use your email address and mm-hmm. they're telling you that but we're telling you here um go ahead and do it on your own account that way act and college board they're kind of here to stay mm-hmm. so it's going to be recycling the same thing over and over again and if you have that gmail account i feel like google's here to stay too y'all mm-hmm. um then that's something you can refer to and always have the same password. I think I've had the same Gmail and Google account and password. I don't know how long, but um, do that. So that way you're not looking for information. You know, if something happens, your parent or guardian or someone you trust can get in that account and help you sort through it. Right. Um, But that school account is going to go away. It is. And then if you get locked out and I think you get locked out over the summer and you don't have access to your IT person. Now Mm -hmm. you've missed whatever was coming in there during the summer. Mm -hmm. So, Again, Gmail account, I will not. Okay, you can get Hotmail or Yahoo, mm-hmm. um, but you want to make sure you have something that's going to filter spam <laughs> and safely as well. Um, Google Drive is good, though, to share yes. share information with others. So um, when I'm evaluating or reading essays, I would ask people to share it with me through Google, the Google Drive, so mm-hmm. we can make changes and edits right. together. So those are just tips for for that. Um I did want to mention, okay, so you talked about your boot camp. Mm-hmm. And then I saw on pictures that y'all were standing up talking to each other. What were y'all doing? Uh, we were doing um, something called an elevator pitch, okay. uh, elevator exercise. Uh, and so we always say in 30 to 60 seconds, um, how would you introduce yourself? Um, or how would you get someone to know just a little bit about right. you? Um, so like I would I would give them an example like um, – you know, good afternoon. My name is Melinda Melbar. I'm a current senior at Sumter High School. I'm an active participant in FBLA, FCCLA, and I currently hold um, the office as senior class vice president. Uh, when I graduate from high school, I plan to attend the University of South Carolina Columbia campus and major in environmental studies. Right. That's my intro. Right. So we, we're trying to work on that, and you see it all the time. Sometimes we'll you know, ask, you know, what do you, what are your plans? What do you do? It's a good one. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Right. Um, sometimes they can't even pronounce the major that they're interested oh, yes. in. So. Kinesiology sets yeah. them back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a setback. Yes. Yeah, so, and that's one of the reasons yeah. why we work on that. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I saw them interacting with yes. each other. And I just mm-hmm. think that um, for parents who are listening, uh, the boot camp is not just for rising seniors. No. And no, I we think had middle school students. We had ninth through 12th and we had college students. Yeah. I, I think it's a great opportunity. Um, you know, they may get more out of it. Mm-hmm. Or understand it a little bit better, but being exposed to that and going ahead and having an elevator pitch coming into 11th mm-hmm. and 12th grade can also open the door to other opportunities. Because right. if people, if people know what you want to do, it's easy for us to help you sort through it. And mm-hmm. so somebody who can, you know, a lot of times I'm hearing, oh, something in the medical field. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. You know, or I know you don't like blood. I don't, I know you don't like chemistry or biology, but you want to do something in the medical field. So there are several things in the medical field that you could potentially do. And I can help you kind of sort through that based on what you tell me. Mm-hmm. And so as a counselor, um, you know, we help with that as consultants, we help with that all the time because that is, it's just key to be able to um, share who you are, make eye contact, make eye contact. And that's what, 
they're doing in that um, that elevator um, pitch, they are critiquing each other. Yeah. Um, are you talking with your hands? So, you know, I'm a hand talker um, right. as well. But we were giving them uh, tips about that, looking people in the eye um, for a panel interview, learning how to pan the room, right. you know, and make eye contact. Um, so, again. Well, these are skills that are life skills. Yeah, well, no. that's true. Yeah, because, you know, it goes past that because making eye contact and. Yes, that's true. Sitting in interviews with people, I know that there are people, you know, still it's difficult mm-hmm. and and COVID didn't make it any easier. So right. parents and counselors and teachers who listen to our show, um, think about it still might be difficult for you. So it's definitely going to be difficult for 14, 15, 16, particularly a group that's always interacting mm-hmm. through headsets or, mm-hmm. you know, text. Yes, yes. Um, that's just really important. I, I think... <laughs> I think that's one of the things I spoke with the group. I went to jail, man, and spoke. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important um, that, you know, I had I met with the coaches first. Then I met with the parents and the students. And I met with so many coaches who were interested in the information that, you know, Coach and I shared a couple of weeks ago. But then the parents had no idea of some of the things. So hopefully educating coaches mm-hmm. will help trickle into the community there at the school. Um, you know, if you're in athletics, if you play sports this spring and well in the spring and in the fall, don't let your grades suffer. I always make sure that, you know, you're starting the year off. So in this episode, we're kind of taking it back to the basics of what you need to do to start the year off. So you want to start strong football players. Yes. Girls, tennis, whatever you volleyball, whatever you're doing, this competitive cheer, you know, make sure you, you're balancing your time and managing your time. A calendar is probably a good look for everybody, no matter the age, yeah. honestly. Correct. Um, and, you know, when we were talking about athletes or, or athletics, um, time back in again with scholarships, um, August 15th, the Heisman Scholarship, formerly known as Wendy's Heisman, but now Heisman Scholarship, they are uh, looking for those students who play one of the 27 recognized sports. Right. But they're looking for well rounded absolutely student they're athletes but they're student athletes they're doing community service mm-hmm. um they have those volunteer hours they're doing well academically and performing on right. the court or the field or yeah right yeah. and they're usually multi-sport athletes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and if not they're like you know football and student body president or right. something That's like it. that so they're well-rounded yes um and for that wendy wendy's heisman you know you have to be nominated mm-hmm. at your school level yes so once you went at the school level, you go state level. State and then national. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's important for you when you're writing, doing those applications to kind of think about, you know, who's going to be reading it and how you can make sure that they know all the things that you do. That's another thing about getting to know the people in your office. Getting, right. Because you do have to, I think there's a counselor recommendation right. Right. Um, part on there. You have to write an essay um, as well. So it's not just you're filling out, you're putting some stats down, you know, yes. you're good on the field, you're good on the court. That's not what this scholarship is about. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. And it's a great recognition, um, yes. of course, at school level, but mm-hmm. then when you get to state and national level. So um, that's August 15th. It will open August 15th. And um, there's some other big money scholarships out there opening up. Yep. Uh, Coca-Cola um, scholarship will open, I'm pretty sure, August 1st, if not the 1st, then the 15th. Um, but that's a popular national scholarship um, for students. Again, in our boot camp, we broke down uh, what they're looking for. Right. Um, so not just academics. Actually, I didn't even see anything about an ACT or SAT score. Really? On no. there. So it's not like they're you know, looking for someone who's number one or in the top 10, they're looking for well-rounded students. What community service are you doing? What leadership skills are you bringing? Um, They're looking again at a well-rounded student. So, so well-rounded is key. Mm -hmm. And then, so not just being a a member of the organization. So, and we, you know, we talk about this every time we Mm -hmm. get a chance to, (laughs) you know, don't just, you know, that laundry list is very obvious Mm -hmm. to detect. So, you know, of course, all smart kids, national honor society, National right. Spanish Honor Society, National yes. French Honor Society, they Beta Club. Those mm-hmm. are things. So, it's nothing wrong with being in those clubs. And if those are your main clubs that you're a part of, have leadership positions. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know Beta gives a big yes. a big scholarship. They do. Yeah. Um, so just remember that you know you don't just want to be a number in these clubs just so that people can see that um, you want to actually be doing something. Yes. And, if, and if you're a Beta Club chapter or National Honor Society chapter or Mm-hmm. foreign language club is kind of stagnant yes you know be a part of the change Correct. you know Correct. you can google mm-hmm. it is relatively free yes so i'm a google <laughs> queen i believe you know i believe in googling things yeah 
But so, yeah, they get actually give, I think, over 300, two or 300 scholarships right. for beta. Um, National Honor Society, I showed that to the boot camp. I think they give 600 scholarships. Mm-hmm. Um, the top scholarship is $25,000. Right. You're a, a member, but you're an active member. Yes. Um, in this organization. So, so you know, sometimes go out of your way to do some things. Sometimes mm-hmm. if there's something you can log into that's free that you can check into that you, you know, no one from your your local club is going to it or, or doing it. Why not? Why not you? And so, you know, dare to stand out there and, and mm-hmm. do some of those things. So, um, you know, now as we're starting back with school and there may not be a club, say you like into robotics mm-hmm. or, you know, any of these, you know, gaming, you know, whatever you do and there's not a club for it. You know, there's a, you know, environmental club. I know at our school, we're trying to like rekindle some of our clubs mm-hmm. that kind of dwindled during um, COVID because they were very active, okay. like, you know, interactive with Kiwanis and all these different clubs. And they kind of like, when during COVID, they had to stop. And so okay. in that time, you know, the kids who were part of them kind of left. And then mm-hmm. the other kids who were leading it, they graduated. So, you know, if you are in a part of a situation at your school or church or where, where have you. Yeah, because not all, cl- I, you know, being a well-rounded student, you, you don't necessarily have to be a part of those clubs in your high school. Right. They're a community organizations that are even virtual yep organizations you know girl scouts boy scouts girl scouts went virtual during covid um nesby national society of black engineers offers a uh, virtual um, or yeah um option as well and even um society of women engineers Mm -hmm. is offering free um student membership for the month of june and july wow and so there so there's opportunities for you to get involved in outside mm-hmm. of your school yes. and so those will be the students who stand out you know as we're at the beginning of the school year at the end of the school year we'll tell you the same thing mm-hmm. the same it's the same students at the end of the school year who everyone's like you know i don't know how they found out about all that stuff <laughs> you know i don't know where they got that from oh my child would have done this but don't be those parents right. at the end of the school year be you know kind of get ahead of it do the best you can mm-hmm. have those conversations because the conversation uh, makes a huge difference at my athletic thing I went to the other day parent gung-ho ready to have that ch- child go to college and that kid didn't even want to play um, that sport in college wow but they'd already paid for this thing right. that thing it said set up several things for that student and you know it goes back to having a conversation so mm-hmm. several parents after the meeting you know had some great insight from me um in terms of like these recruiting organ these recruiting um, sites that charge you to get your child recruited. Mm-hmm. Do the things mm-hmm. that, you know, are going to help you stand out. Be mm-hmm. well-rounded. Have good grades. Be talented. And those things are actually the key, you know, to success in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to pay for a recruiting service. Uh, a lot of times, you know, it's like a monthly bill. Um, I had a parent who was paying $200 a month. Oh. Um, <laughs> every every month for the last six months. And it wasn't until I spoke the other day, she came up after and she's like, now speaking to you, I don't think that I need to spend that money. Mm-hmm. And that company, I mean, they, you know, yeah, they're, they're going to be there. And so, the, and the same with scholarships, um, a lot of stuff, um, you know, pay scholarship Academy puts out, it's all free. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's Facebook. So yeah. you're following the page, share right. it, share it. If you're not the person who needs it, if it doesn't apply to you, right, right. share it with somebody else. Yeah. Um, you know, I just try to share whatever comes out because you never know who might mm-hmm. need to see it or, or um, could take advantage of it. And right now, uh, you know, I keep talking about my inbox is full because, you know, we're talking about going back to school, but we have a lot of college students who are about to start a new chapter right, um, in their lives and they will be starting college. And so some of them have just opened up their emails. Uh, I've been yeah. dealing with a couple of students um, this week that just decided to look at their award letter. Right. And um, and I think I shared one of them with you. And, you know, I'm like, you still owe, you know, 5000 or $6,000 for this semester. Right. And, you know, I keep telling people college is a business at the end of the day. Yep. Know, they want their money. <laughs> so, and, and some of them let you move in. Oh, yeah, they let you they get will. up in there and then they're going to kick you right back out. Yeah, or let you say the semester. Mm-hmm. And then you still have to pay that right. that bill. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, parents, if you have not laid your eyes on your child's award letter, please ask them to log in 
to their portal yes. or um, however, you know, I think it's usually a portal now. I think old school. Yeah, they're not the even paper. sending the letters yeah, out anymore. I don't think they're doing that. But um, they should be able to access from their student account if they've already been accepted. Um, there may be some things that need to be signed. Right. Um, so you're still in limbo if you haven't signed certain paper or documentation or if you're getting a student loan or if you were awarded some money, right. there may be some paperwork that needs to be signed. You don't want to be caught off guard the day you arrive. Absolutely. Ready to get into your dorm because they will hold you. They will hold you. <laughs> and that's the first and that's the, you know, the first line. If you can't, you imagine driving someplace and you can't move in. Um, mm. But you want to make sure I will say this. Um, for students who are applying for these outside scholarships. Mm -hmm. And I was working with two students this week. Same inbox flooded now because mm -hmm. the bill has come. Yes, the bill. And now we're getting closer. Mm -hmm. um, and even though we've been posting scholarships all summer, still not registering until it actually hits you, until it's two weeks out, and here we go. Um, but if you did outside scholarships in your local community organizations and they're not showing up on your bursar, um, on your registrar printout, mm -hmm. um, Make sure that you know you can follow up if you have those if you have the contact the information. contact information. Mm -hmm. um, you know, personally, I have some scholarships that I work with, and they have you know they don't know where to send it sometimes, and they're waiting on communication from the from student student. Mm -hmm. student ID number address right because they can't just send it to the school. I think people don't understand that. So if your name is a common name, mm -hmm. Brian Smith, and then you're like, oh my gosh, they didn't send my scholarship money. Well, they mm -hmm. can't send. A thousand dollars for Brian Smith to the University of South Carolina. I mean, USC is going to take the thousand dollars to Brian Smith, but they won't deposit it because they don't have any place. And I'm I'm a hundred percent sure that most of these schools have scholarships that have not been identified mm -hmm. because the student, you know, there's no student ID number. So it's very very important to see that now. Um, I think I got students at Coastal and Prince Mary, and I know the scholarships they've received up until the end, you know, up until mid-july or so are showing they're posted mm -hmm. so they're trying to roll them in there to see how much you actually owe so make sure you um you know like millbauer said you know ask them to log into their po portal because it's mm -hmm. on there it's on there yeah so um, how much they owe uh you know for this semester or for the year um uh, it, it's a breakdown they will in like i was showing jaren the other day there was a breakdown for parking fee technology <laughs> fee library fee worker fee worker fee employment employment fee, fee. employment fee uh, just any and everything <laughs> you know i'm like are you driving and she was like no even for tickets you know uh, a parent was like well they're not planning to go to the football game they're going to charge you yes anyway for those tickets so just go so to the game just go I, to the game <laughs> just go to the game because it's is built into your tuition. Yeah, have yeah. fun. Go use yeah. use the recreational facility, mm -hmm. even if you're just walking around the track or getting in a right. pool. They're charging you for the mm -hmm. facilities. Um, a lot of schools they're charging you insurance. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So if you don't have proof of insurance, that's right. Um, I had a student who um, was denied. I think because the parent was. Uh, I'm not sure if they were on Medicaid or something, but that school is not accepting whatever form of insurance. Uh, right. So now they have to get they have to pay twenty eight hundred dollars or they got billed an additional twenty eight hundred dollars for insurance. And a lot of times um, sometimes I see where it was stuff that had to be submitted that the student just didn't have the parents submit mm -hmm. and they're kind of handling that. So my recommendation this week for for those of you headed off mm -hmm. to college or planning to drive your kid this weekend or next weekend and those things coming up to go ahead and look at it before you get there yes. and sort through any paperwork that you might need to get because it may just be proof of the insurance mm -hmm. or, you know, some schools don't allow you to park if you don't have proof of your car insurance and all those different things just ready to go. So mm -hmm. if you got to put together a little binder, mm -hmm. folder like they yes. were when they were, when you were taking them to kindergarten, right? you make sure you have all that stuff when they get there just in case um, because you don't want to be turn, turned away. And try to check before you even get on the road, parents. Yes call you know this is a busy time so you may have to call several times mm -hmm. or leave a message um but i would until you figure this out you, i would try to contact someone because of course the lines are going to be long yes you know when when they arrive um for freshman week and um so you need to prepare to be patient yes. uh, as well <laughs> so. definitely just be patient um <laughs> It's it, it's a process. It is. And it can be a beautiful thing when mm -hmm. you get once you get settled. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, make sure that you have reached out. I talked to I think I called Coastal 
the first or second week of July, mm-hmm. and the director of it of financial aid finally called me back last week. Oh, okay. So it took about three weeks. Right. I was able to get the answer I needed, yeah. right. <laughs> but but it took time, you know, to get that answer back. And um, there's some things showing up, um, mm-hmm. particularly uh, this particular school at Coastal Carolina. If um, at orientation they registered for what they what they would deem too many electives. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pell Grant didn't kick in. Interesting. So I was curious because I had to ask, but mm-hmm. what happened was um, there was a course that was not considered an elective yet. I think it was like their freshman seminar. Mm-hmm. And so it looked like my student didn't have enough credits. Okay. And so as a result, because that hadn't been changed officially mm-hmm. in, you know, in their course catalog, that that was going to be a elective okay. prerequisite for something. Um, it didn't have her Pell Grant showing. Okay. It just said currently ineligible. Mm. So because I know that they have, they share advisors, mm-hmm. I was able to figure out that. I knew that my student wasn't the only one whose Pell Grant wasn't showing up. So when I talked to the director um, of financial aid, she was explaining to me that their system was just a little too smart mm-hmm. at that particular time. And it wasn't re- registering that. Right. And so the advisor had to send an email to financial aid and financial aid had to release the funds to her account. Oh, okay. okay. Cause it was showing owed. And that's just because you called, but just imagine how many. And, I'm, and that's why yeah. I'm sharing that story because <laughs> sometimes you got to get on the phone. Right. My child was upset. Right. You know, thinking that, you know, there were things taken care of and really, so I didn't show how much her parents actually owed until mm-hmm. this week. Okay. And so that's like you said, that's from me calling and trying to figure it out because I never I think mm-hmm. I said it to you. I never seen anything that mm-hmm. said currently ineligible. Right. But that's just because they just created a new elective. Wow. Um, and so make sure that, you know, whatever your school is, wherever it is mm-hmm. that, you know, and I know your students, because when I got to college, you know, they were like, you know, you don't have to tell your parents your grades. They can't call up here and ask if you for your grades anymore mm-hmm. and you don't have to tell them. And I didn't tell my mom my grades my first year, <laughs> but um, in terms of my, when I needed somebody to help me navigate that course catalog and mm-hmm. what I was taking, um, if you can't, if you go someplace larger and not used to get in touch with that advisor, mm-hmm. um, you know, take you know, make sure you make copies and, and understand what you're taking and why you're taking it and mm-hmm. those things because it's easy to get lost. Right. Um, right. Dual enrollment. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I was going to say something about dual enrollment. I know a lot of schools are allowing take, kids take dual enrollment. Mm-hmm. Remember, dual enrollment goes to your lottery scholarship because mm-hmm. as a part of it. So you don't want to lose your lottery scholarship. So you also don't want to take super, super difficult yeah. dual enrollment to try to boost your GPA and end up in a mm-hmm. a worse situation. Mm-hmm. And that's going back from college students down to you know high school students. You want to keep that in mind as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said there was another scholarship that's opening. Um, I talked, did I talk about Elks? No. Um, uh, so Elks most valuable student scholarship will open August 1st as well. So again, there's, you know, when I talk about Coca-Cola, um, Elks, um, this is something you can't do in, in just one sitting. It, you, it's going to take some time. Yes. So you're going to create your accounts. Um, you're going to set them up and then you're going to work on the scholarship along and along. There's some things that you got to do the essays, you got to do the questionnaire. So you can't just sit there like I'm going to kick this out right on August 1st and submit. It's not not if you plan to really get someone to, you know, look if you at wanna, your information. Actually <laughs> if you want to win a scholarship. Yeah. Right. You can't do this in a day. You need to let a couple of people, you know, review um, your information before you send it in, but um, Elks, they really do ask um, a lot of questions. Um, you know, if you um, participate in National Honor Society, how many hours a week, you know, do you meet? Or if you run track, how many hours in a week do you practice? Um, so you have to be prepared if you are that well-rounded student and you do have multiple things on your resume um, yeah. that if you want to enter all of this stuff, um, be prepared that they're going to ask you follow-up questions right. um, with it as well. But the one thing with Elks is um, you are recognized first on the local level. So you'll put in your um, zip code and it will send your application to your closest Elks Lodge. Um, so like I know we have one in Sumter. I know there's one um, in Somerville, like in the areas that we live in South Carolina. But again, if you put in your um, zip code, no matter where you live in the U.S., it will send your application to that closest lodge. Right. Okay. Um, and then you'll compete, I think, as local 
state, uh, district, state, and then national. The national level competition is where they give 500 scholarships. Um, so I think 480 students will win $4,000 and then oh. it'll go up the tier. And then the top two students will each walk away with $50,000. Wow. Yes. yes. That's a, so that's yeah. solid. Okay. So I think, um, anything else, Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. uh, Taco Bell. Yes. Uh, um, Taco Bell. It's a video, will, right? Taco Bell's yes. a video. Um, 30 second to two minute video. It will open November 1st, I believe. Yep. Um, and it always, um, the deadline is usually in January. Um, so again, that's another scholarship. They don't care about ACT or SAT right. scores, GPA, class rank, 30 second to two minute video on what you're passionate about. So, so those are the national scholarships. I think we've, we've talked about them mm-hmm. frequently enough for you to see that they're, you know, scholarships that we know to people who've received them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as well. Yes. And so uh, we do recognize that the time it takes to apply for these scholarships. And so parents, this is where you kind of get on board. If you're talking about a $50,000 opportunity Mm -hmm. you know you don't want to waste time same with gates you don't want to waste time not taking the time coca-cola is several you know several hours that probably would dedicate to that scholarship too Mm -hmm. so you want to make sure you get those scholarships out of the way and then taco bell's a little bit more fun in Mm -hmm. terms of the video if you like cameras and stuff like that right um to hop in there and do that as well um but scholarships you know they're out there every day i think Miller, you do a great job in one school year start. We pretty much, you got a scholarship up there almost every day, every mm-hmm. other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's a scholarship you probably heard of because it was posted last year. So it's right. time for them to come back around. Right. So make sure you take advantage of those. The test, we'll touch briefly on that. Um, there's a test coming up August 27th. I think that's the SAT. Oh, then, okay. then there's one, there's an ACT coming up. September. Yeah, so mm-hmm. make sure that you are not just taking them willy-nilly. Yes. You're doing some preparation going Correct. into the test. Um, Valencia Bell has something coming up. Mm-hmm. She's starting a new group. A new group this uh, week. This week, yeah, yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, so another test prep prep opportunity for schools. Um, she uh, puts it in writing that she'll increase your score, I think, four to ten points. And, you know, if you follow her page, uh, she doesn't disappoint. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> You know, I have to see these things in person yeah. or and to be, to believe these things and they yeah. happen. Yes. So if you put the time in there, mm-hmm. it can happen. Yeah. But if you don't have, if you feel like, okay, well, I just want to see what my child does with Khan Academy, mm-hmm. USA Test Prep or whatever you're using at your school to prepare, then do those things. But mm-hmm. just make sure they're doing them religiously because I've seen students to do, to improve using Khan Academy on their right. own, mm-hmm. but that they're actively actually doing the things. Right. They're doing the drills. They're doing... Yes. You know, you got to put you got to commit to it. And that's why I think she's able to put this in writing, because there are drills every day. Right. Leading up to the test. Um, And if you do these drills, then, you know, you're guaranteed to. And and, you know, once you finish, you can bring. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So speaking of ACT, Mm -hmm. uh, we got some news for our South Carolina peeps. Yes. 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 So, again, just being in the right place at the right time. (laughs) Um, there was a program after summer seniors today and they were doing admissions um, information for parents and the um, the admissions, one of the admissions counselors, she announced that um, the ACT score was lowered for Palmetto Fellows. And so in our state, um, you know, I, I keep talking about there are eight states in the in the U.S. that offer lottery. Um, Bunny, South Carolina is one of those states um, that offers those opportunities. And Palmetto Fellows is like the highest right. um, scholarship um, that students can receive just on academic performance, um, your ranking. And so she mentioned that, you know, we used, it used to be a 27. Now it's a 25. So then my ears perked up. Like, <laughs> so, I, of course, I immediately um, text Jaren. I'm like, have you heard of this? And, you know, kind of need to fact check this. And I went outside and we were talking to some of the other admissions counselors. They were, they were like, Oh, she said that, like, is it true? And so this guy led me um, to a page um, where they just passed. Yeah. um, That was in July. So you heard it here probably first. Yes. yes. Your counselors haven't heard it yet. No, no. (laughs) So So that's really a game changer for um, a lot of our students here in the state. Um, So remember Palmetto Fellows is top 6% Mm -hmm. um, or, I think this 1400 stayed the same yes. and it's a 31 Yes, has gone down to a 31 on to the ACT. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of surprised. I'm going to be honest. 
because I thought maybe since the SAT has changed, mm-hmm. and so the SAT, people don't know, has changed from when we took it. Mm-hmm. So it's changed a little bit. It's actually the score is about 80 points off. So, um, you know, it's not correlating the same way that it yeah, was originally scale. for a while. So mm-hmm. I I noticed that scale when I moved back to South Carolina. I was like, I don't know, 27 and, you know, the first couple of years it was fine. By 27 and 1,200, 12, mm-hmm. not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or 1250, not the same thing. So now they've kind of, instead of moving the SAT score up, mm-hmm. they have moved the ACT mm-hmm. score down. So mm-hmm. um, if you're in the top 6%, mm-hmm. this really helps some of those smaller schools too, where, you know, you might have students who are just kind of hanging on at 24. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there's something to be said for students who can reach 25 as a solid score. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just interested to see how many students this, this affects and how much it actually changes. Yeah. Um, because that sixty seven hundred dollars is is mm-hmm. different, and then you get that sti- that additional STEM, the STEM stipend STEM. added piece is mm-hmm. what makes it seventy five hundred. Yeah, after the and first then, year. Yeah, and then ten if you go to STEM, you're a sophomore year. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I I I think I feel like they're doing this probably to keep more of our students. Yes. Uh, in our state, and as I say to other um, parents and students in other states, do your research. They may not have lottery. Uh, money, but I know like Maryland, they offer a state, some type of state incentive. Right. You know, if you decide to go to a Maryland school. Yeah. Um. So again, do your research, parents. Um. No matter what state you live in, I'm sure there's some type of merit, you know, scholarship or something to keep those particular students in their state. That, I think that's the whole yeah. goal of it. Yeah. Um, I I believe so. Yeah. I think some of the surrounding states are offering some opportunities to mm-hmm. some students and. If they're top 6%, that means they're probably, I mean, they have a great GPA. Mm-hmm. And for schools that waive SAT or ACT, that mm-hmm. makes a difference. So I think that one of the things that we can make sure we do is try to get the students to take the test mm-hmm. more than once. That's the key. So your student, your child doesn't want to mm-hmm. take the test. Make sure that if they're close, so now you're hanging out at 23, you know, maybe try again. Maybe yeah. try some some test intentional like some, test yeah. prep. Yeah, some test prep. Um for that so that was new and that was surprising Mm -hmm. to me but I was glad to hear it um, for a lot of students um, and I think you know 31 I've seen students hit 31 and stay there that are not in the top 6% now Mm -hmm. so you you know that's a difference as well right so didn't change the SAT score nope but ACT (laughs) so ACT is down so um, anything else any other tips I mean we're going back into a week yeah um, um no, wide I, open. Yeah, I just you know going back to school, um, or for those students um, who are just starting out in high school, uh, you know, I suggested you know find three maybe three clubs. Yes, um, that you're interested in in joining, um, and start there. Lay that foundation. Yeah, um, make there. a friend. Yes, mm-hmm. make talk to strangers, yes. talk to teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, you may find a teacher that says they you know, and sometimes you know we had. A, student approach a teacher about a club that the club has just done well mm-hmm. because that teacher allowed that student to kind of guide that process. Mm-hmm. Um, lastly, for the people who are asking, so ninth grade, um, you're joining clubs. Mm-hmm. This is our timeline. So 10th grade, mm-hmm. you're starting to prep for those tests, I believe, and mm-hmm. then still staying active with those clubs. I mean, start taking the SAT and ACT. I, on my Instagram, I highlighted a lady who was saying, Junior and senior year starting to prepare for these tests, but we are preparing right now. Right. Um, the PSAT um, is going to be in 10th grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and pre-ACT. And pre-ACT. Mm-hmm. So that'll give you some general idea of where you are. You know, ask for those things. I know some mm-hmm. schools, you know, you may not get a hard copy. Ask those counselors mm-hmm. for that when they get it back so you right. can actually look at it and read right. what it says. Um, you know, they may give it to your child and it could end up mm-hmm. in the bottom of the book bag because mm-hmm. somebody said, well, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But take advantage of that. And then as you go into from 10th to 11th grade, start really narrowing down your, you know, your interest, mm-hmm. your list. Yeah. Take advantage of camps. Yes. Um, and then senior year, we got schools. Mm-hmm. So the last thing I'm going to ask you, Mel Bauer, because this is a question mm-hmm. that I know people want to know. Okay. How many schools is Jordan applying to? Oh, um, well, I already told people just based on her ACT score, GPA class rank, there are 28 schools that I know if she never wanted to do another scholarship that she can go for free. Right. Again, we were we did our research. Um, so I know of those 28. Um, 
and then anything beyond that is up to up to her. I know because of these camps, some of the schools have actually moved to the top of her list, and right. I expected that because that's where she's feeling comfortable now. Right. Um, so you know, but yeah, probably you know, I'm saying 28, but it may be about. I don't know, 10 or 15 schools. I know she said no to some of them, um, which is fine. But I, I've already had the conversation. I'm not paying for school. Yeah. Um, that's just where I am. And the reason I ask that question is because people you know, always want to know, you know, how many schools should I apply for? Yeah. Well, you can apply for as many schools you yeah. want to apply for. But you want to make sure you're picking schools that you can, one, get into. Yes. Or, you know, your reach schools. Like, you're not yes. applying to 10 reach schools. Right, Like, right. these schools that you're talking about no. for Jordan aren't schools that no. she doesn't meet the profile right, for. Right, right, right. You know, so, you know, be mindful of that. Yeah. Be mindful of what's free. Like I said, yeah. I tell my students, you know, if you come to my office and Lander's application is free, you're applying to Lander today. Correct. Because we're just going ahead because it's, you know, one pagers. Right. Um, some applications are very easy to fill mm-hmm. out. Um, but, you know, a lot of those kids want to be recognized at the end. And they're like, oh, so-and-so got a million dollars worth of scholarships. Right. And you can't do that if you don't apply to schools either. Right. Right. So so keep that that's in true. mind. So even if you get a full ride to your school, that's great. But a lot of you are looking to get recognized and all mm-hmm. those other things. But remember, you want to go to school for free. Yeah, that's that's the best recognition <laughs> of it all. So if no one ever mentions it, right. <laughs> if no one ever mentions it, make sure that you, you know, yeah. have put in the work and you've gotten to the school that you want to because you've were intentional. Yeah. Because I know some people and I'm not sharing any names that have reached 1.6 million, but the one school they decided to go to, they still owe $17,000. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, you got to make a decision and you got to be intentional about that admissions. And so that's what we do here on Scholars and Dollars. We want to make sure that you guys have the information. Hopefully you have a great start to your school year. Um, and making sure that we have share as much as we can. We'll keep sharing. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is my first name, Jaron Harrison. And I'm always tagging Melinda Milbauer yeah. and Pay Scholarship Pace Academy. Scholarship Academy. Um, Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, on Instagram and Facebook. For emails, um, Pay Scholarship Academy. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. Um, thanks for listening to Scholars and Dollars Podcast. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts.